We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here on this Friday afternoon with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Todd, I did not have 28 zero dollar bids in last night, but I did have 21. <laughs> uh, so still in the 20s on the zero dollar bids. We'll talk about some of those, but first, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well today. It's a beautiful day here in New England. The uh I, you know, it's a, my, my team I'm following has another COVID case. I'm sure we'll talk to talk about that in a little bit, but in general, things are going well. We were talking off air a little bit. We're both excited for the season to end because it's been a, it's, it's been a uh, long grind, but we also know we got three weeks left to help get you guys through. So we're ready to do that. Yeah. We're going to finish strong and uh yeah hopefully we can all bring bring home a championship or two i'm locked in a grueling battle with uh ariel cohen and tout head to head nice uh current score is 222 for ariel 218 so i've been able to hang with him through four days Uh, and i'm not just saying this to like reverse jinx things but i just don't think i have enough firepower um he has a very good team top to bottom and i like my team but he's just he spread his budget around very well, and he even called it right after the draft. He DM'd me and was like, "You know, you went the stars and scrubs route again, huh?" Like he was very kind about it. He wasn't like blatantly second guessing, but I I was second guessing myself, and I think his uh, move to spread it around in the end will uh well will get him the title. But I I do have another week and a half to to battle battle Ariel. Doesn't. The fact that you guys are playing each other and neck and neck speak to the fact that you can do it both ways. True. You know, you know? But he's mean, got, uh, for example, he's got 31 runs scored to my 17, 30 RBI to my 18 so far. The only reason I've been able to hang with him is because my, like, I've allowed 12 earned runs to his 21. Um, well, we'll but see. his I offense mean, is just stacked. Top of so, so it's a, a two-week semis and a two-week finals. Is that how we're doing it? Yep. So it's going to be interesting. I got a lot of starters loaded up for this weekend. I'll need uh, good pitching from them. But it's fun. You know, with football starting head-to-head, uh, it's a fun time of year. And obviously in my Roto Leagues, I'm trying to hunt down the title too. And in Stake League, I'm just trying to hang in the top half and be a steak eater. Uh, last night, Josh Lowe was the only guy – who went, uh, well, there were a few guys who went for a buck. One of three guys who went for a dollar, but nobody for more than a buck. Uh, Josh Lowe, 
looks like he's got the speed, but I just James was saying on Wednesday that he doesn't see him being up for very long. Or if he is up, you know, what's he going to do? Is he going to be the ninth, in, the tenth inning pinch runner? I don't. Yeah, I think that I, I think I think James is right in this case. And uh, Tampa has got so many parts. I'm excited for low next year. I think I'm not exactly sure where he might play. You have to go through the uh, contract situation. I am excited for low next year. Although you're gonna any any Tampa Bay Ray, you're gonna temper expectation just because on on playing time alone, no one's gonna get a full year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they just don't do it. So uh, having said that, I can see throwing a buck on low. You never know; something weird may happen, and and you know if Kermire gets hurt, you never know. And that 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 is not out of the realm, right? Exactly. Yeah. He, uh, I think he already stole a bag, didn't he? Yep. Let me just yep. check. Yeah. He. Yep. Uh, yep. Definitely could. I he had I had him on my priority list, but I actually got two players I had as higher priorities. I think I got two of my three highest priorities, even though they were all zero dollars. The one in between who I didn't get was uh, Lane Thomas. I was kind of hoping to get him, but I got Luis Garcia for Washington, and I got uh, Paulo Espino, who gets the the Pirates next. I'll probably be starting Paulo Espino, who's got a lot of K's recently. Mm-hmm. But Luis Garcia of Washington, actually, I had to write his his rap last night after he hit a homer and just kind of quietly on a tear. Uh, not a ton of category juice right now, but uh, nine extra base hits in his last ten games. Good to see a, a kid who, you know, at 20 really kind of struggled finally having some success here. We talk a lot about our streaks real and what can we use to judge streaks. I don't have the exact note, um, but I, I, it had to be about a week ago on um, one of my ESPN notes when I we, 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 we recommend players for daily streaming. Mm-hmm. Garcia had, like, I don't know, I'm trying to look it up now, a number of batted balls over 95 miles an hour, over 100 miles an hour, mm-hmm. without much to say for it. And that's often a precursor for good things. And it has it seemingly has come to fruition. So when we are looking for short term, uh, short sample indicators, batted ball velocity is is one to, that I trust. Most not striking out and hitting the ball hard. If you continue to do that, results are going to come, and apparently it has for Garcia. Yeah, that's good to see. And you know, we've talked a lot about you know, the danger in chasing these hot streaks. And there is that danger that, you know, maybe Garcia goes ice cold from here and, and he hurts me and is a net negative from here. But I looked at the lineups. He's been in the lineup at second base pretty much every day. So right, at least I can hang my head on the playing time there with him. I mentioned Lane Thomas. I did not get him, but I was looking at him for an outfield spot. Uh, leading off pretty regularly for that same Nationals team. Uh, had a triple last night against Ian Kennedy that uh, came around to score. Um, or no, I guess that was uh, against uh, Carlos Estevez of the Rockies. I was thinking of, uh, of a different game there. But, uh, yeah, he he tripled last night and then scored the tying run, I believe, against some closer. Uh, are you in on Lane Thomas? Yeah, and it primarily, it, it, you know, the hot, hot, cold, et cetera, I have, a, I have more information on Garcia, and I'll get to in a second. But, Tom, as you mentioned, he's leading off, and even though he's a right-handed batter, I believe, he's playing every day. So he's not in the platoon. Washington is giving him a good look, and I do like to see that. But c- circling back to Garcia, you mentioned what he's been in the past week. 
so what I noticed is from August 30th through uh, September 3rd, so four-game stretch, he had eight balls over 95 miles an hour, four of which were over 100, two of which were – three of which were called hard outs. Hmm. So, so you're saying that you, you mentioned stats for the past week. Now, this isn't going to work for every single player, but, you know, the, it got me on Garcia, and he's had last four games another six balls over 100 miles an hour. He's stinging the ball right now. We talk, you know, when we talk about hot streaks, it's normally be, it, it might be that he, he's gotten a couple of dink and dunks. You know, a hot streak is more uh, some luck involved. When you're hot and you're hitting the ball 100 miles an hour, that to me is more than just hot, right? There's mm-hmm. more involved there. So that's why, uh, you know, in, in this information, and I'm kind of lucky I have it on a, a database that I have access to through uh, some of my other freelance assignments. But this information is all on StatCast if you, if you, if you take the time to pull it off. Yeah, I'm glad you circled back with that note because, yeah, that's uh, well, it makes me feel more encouraged now that I have. No, for sure. Right Absolutely. Now. Yeah. And maybe I'll yeah, it's look a good at a for next more year, spares. right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was, was a big time prospect when he came up. I think he's exhausted that eligibility now. Yeah, but he's also what, 20, 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can yeah. we should probably still think of him as a prospect. He's not technically one, though. Right. He, he he's he's gotten he's gotten more plate appearances. So you know, depending upon one's rules about prospect lists, right. he's he's graduated from James List. Exactly. Uh, Michael Pineda was picked up. He was one of the three $1 players. I guess with him piggybacking, that's a really a better setup for him than traditional starting role. Uh, followed Bailey Ober, got the win. So, you know, I guess the, you know, Pineda, there's still believers. I actually got him in one league or a couple leagues uh, since long since cut him. But I guess in this role, I could I could see it for a buck in a 16-team mixer. If you really need uh, pitching help, Todd, I believe you're muted. I am Excuse muted me. because I didn't. The sirens were uh, the sirens were coming to get me again, so I hit the <laughs> mute button. The um, yeah. The, now you mentioned he, he followed up over earlier in the week. I want over to pitch all by himself, and it looks like on Saturday, it's been confirmed. To, Saturday being tomorrow, Pineda is going all by himself, and then Ober will be all by himself uh, oh, nice. on on Sunday. So oh, I, I mean, it's it's KC, and the following week is well, it's on Friday. So whoever picked up Pineda, did you pick up Pineda? No, I did not. All right, so they'll, they'll get him because it's the Thursday, it's the Friday to Thursday league. Yeah. They'll have the one no, start, two. one start against KC, but the second one is Friday. So if they don't want to use him against Toronto, they can take him out. Oh yeah, so I see. And I don't well, know. That I guess he's Young against Toronto right now. <laughs> You know, oh, gosh, they've just been on a tear and the Yankees going in the other way. It's been pretty oh. amazing to watch that. Actually, I didn't quite realize that Pineda was getting the traditional start. I guess, you know, it's not a killer, Home but against I, uh, KC, it's fine. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I like I like when a guy who's not fully stretched out yet, like Pineda. Seems oh, for to sure. When he's following in that that piggyback role, uh, Paul Blackburn was picked up. I don't, I don't know what the appeal is necessarily, but uh, Taylor Hearn, Andres Jimenez, uh, Bryce Wilson, Alex Reyes, who I, was, I thought lost the job, but I guess he was added back. Andrew Chafin, Chris Bubich, these are all in the zero dollar bucket here this week. Okay, so hypothetically, if we were talking in in ten minutes about our two start pitchers, 
and it was Paul Blackburn versus Texas and at KC, what would you rank him? Uh, good question. Because that's what he's got this week. Yeah. In the Thursday, in the, uh, Thursday yeah. Friday through I mean, that's a that's a two or a three, isn't it? Texas and KC uh, just does not have any K's, but I guess well, it's two stars. Strikeouts in 19 yeah. And yeah, two starts. KC, Texas. You know, not, I'd, I'd not probably terrible. give him a two. Right, but, but so that's why you know. It, it, so that's yeah. why it's being you know he's he's not a zero. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, so that's what you know. Whoever needed some pitching. Now Oakland's in a bit of a tailspin, so you can't. Well, maybe you can get the win. Well, they're they're kind of in a tailspin themselves. But I guess playing uh, playing Texas this weekend, and then Kansas City, and then the Angels, they have the schedule to get right pretty quickly. See, so listen yeah. to Scott, Scott J. They are hang in there, bud. And you know, I was thinking about Blackburn. Would you rather have him on those two or Paulo Espino on one against at Pitt? Oh, uh, Espino's I... you know, the K's have looked pretty good lately, but maybe I should have actually given Paul Blackburn some mind. But um, that's a tough one. I have not done any really looking into Espino. So we got Espino. If I'm unless I so he's got. He's got Pitt. He looks like we got him having. We got him next Monday against Miami. Even you know, Pitt, Miami. Oh, that might have been uh, switched around since I placed that bid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, oh, oh maybe. So, a home against Miami. That's not terrible. You know. Oh, maybe that's what I was looking at. Uh, either way, I um, basically it was you know running the last two weeks and. Yeah, Spino's K total was way higher than anybody else's. So I figured, plus I think Ariel maybe picked him up last week against me. So I thought, <laughs> hey, if he's going to hurt me, maybe he can help me. There plus, we I had go. To, plus I had to replace Shane McClanahan for a start. That's yeah, I mean, you're right. He's got 25 Ks in 19 and two thirds. And it's got, uh, you know, at Milwaukee, at the Mets, at Atlanta. Those aren't easy offenses. So, yeah, he's one of those guys that's under the radar and – in that, you know, what have you done for me lately? He's been a lot better than if you sort by his, you know, seasonally. Well, you know what? He's down to four three five one point one nine. He's down to some respectable numbers now. Kids, he's thirty four years old, so don't you know? Don't get all excited, yeah. you know. But it's it, he could help you down the stretch. That's true. A guy you can get kind of excited about, I think. Twenty three year old Colton Welker. Uh, again, he was in that zero dollar bucket, but. Pretty uh, highly touted prospects had a pretty good run at Triple uh, A, although only three homers in, in twenty three games. Uh, I wonder what it is that has cost him a lot of time this year. But uh, I remember, I guess he was suspended. Uh, yep, geez, that's yep. Not great eighty game suspension for yep. violating Major League Baseball's drug prevention and treatment program. So that's not great. But uh, you know. Playing in Colorado, I don't know exactly what their schedule looks like, but this is a guy who I do expect to uh, be playing quite a bit for this team down the stretch. Well, you got you got CJ Crone; he's not going anywhere, and Ryan McMahon, who can move around, but also isn't playing very well right now. So, at the very least, um, verifying Colt. Yeah, I thought he was a righty. I mean, at the very least, he'll hit. He, he could play for. Uh, the, the short side of platoon at, at third base and, and maybe a little bit more depending upon what Colorado wants to do with McMahon. I mean, Walker is, I mean, he was, I don't want to say he was the reason they traded Nolan Arenado, but it, you know, it was there. He, his prospect, I mean, obviously James is better to speak on this. 
I mean, his prospect shine, I think, is dimmed over the years. I think it was shining so bright because it's Colorado. And then it kind of he he kind of dimmed because he didn't show as much in the minors that people had hoped. They mentioned the, the lack of home runs, even with a little bit of playing time. But man, it's still Colorado, so you, you know you got to keep an eye on him. Exactly. Yeah, I was. By the way, I was looking at Paulo Espino. He's going to be on our two-star pitcher list, and that second one versus Colorado next week. I won't get that in the Friday through Thursday, but I mean those are two starts I can use him for. Yeah, uh, right away. So we'll see about those guys. Uh, Mitch Keller picked up Chris Stratton, Stephen Duggar, Nick Ahmed. I think um, maybe I had a binet on Duggar. Yeah, he had a pretty good run, and I needed some outfield help, but I had a low priority than Luis Garcia. So ended up uh, getting Garcia. I was a little surprised there wasn't more interest there, given the pedigree with Garcia. Let me see some other. Potential ads. AJ Alexi has been on fire lately. Two starts uh, this week, I believe. Yeah. Well, for us, I don't know about for your league. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like next week versus Houston versus the White Sox. Uh, what a crazy run, history making run, actually, for him in that organization. I think, well, one of the only guys to allow one or fewer hits in each of his first two starts right. or something like that. Uh, what's your level of interest there? Are you you buying in on, on this 23 year old? I'm buying in on a, on a short term. You know, you, we can go, you know, low hits is, is a little bit of luck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he's he's going distance. You know, he went six. And he did fan 11 all those, over those 11 innings. So even if the hits correct a bit, I think you have to show some interest. Minor leagues, yeah, I mean, he – a couple different – you know, double A, he, he excelled in the minors this year too. Now, he may have been a little old for the age. 23 and double A, uh, 50 innings, and then uh, uh, two or three starts. Look like three starts with triple A round rock. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm ent- I am interested. Very nice. That's about it on my uh, list of potential ads for this week. Seems like uh, kind of a lighter week. Maybe you, uh, maybe if like Brady Singer's still out there, Rowan Wick, if he's still out there. Seems like it would be a good week to capitalize with a lot of people focused on. Uh, football but it seems like overall it's kind of a, a light lesser week for the free agents well i think you know there's there's not a, more minor leaguers are staying down as we talked about in yeah. that the, the, right now the minor league seasons usually end isn't this around the time it usually ends yep well, at least the minor league regular season right right in the postseason, so, i guess right so this year it's extended and uh, fewer roster spots and, and teams aren't calling up as many players or they've already called their players up Right, you know. Yeah. So I mean, we may see. I know you were you were kind of hoping by this point we'd be talking about Bobby Witt coming mm-hmm. up, and and whether that was a dream you had or a, you know a premonition or whatever. But wishful thinking. Yeah, wishful has not uh has not not come to fruition at least not yet. But I'm once still he reached that him. once he reached that round number of thirty home runs, I thought maybe they'd give him maybe. Yeah, I'm not taking him off my projections yet. So leave leaving him on there, but um nice. we'll see. I mean. I don't know about service time, this, that, the other thing. You'd like to get him a cup of coffee to, you know, to, to come up. We'll, we'll see. Not not that KC's going to compete next year, but you never know. I mean, with that pitching, you just never know. So, but uh, True. And those guys all maybe progressing, taking a step forward over the winter. Well, yeah, I think you don't want to. Yeah. I think you would want to give him a chance to win a job in the spring. Right. Now, I mean, we talk about the chances. Would we have said Seattle has a chance at a wild card la- this time last year? Or, or exactly. So, yeah. You know, so you use that second wild card. You just never know. 
You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because the AL wild card is absolutely bonkers right now. With oh, the there's going to be 163rd sliding, game, right? I think so. The Yankees <laughs> have lost what two of eleven or something like that. Yeah. The uh, the Blue Jays, as you mentioned, just red hot. So in the in the American League, we have well five teams within two games of the of the wild card. So it could be Boston, multiple. New York, Toronto, Oakland, Seattle. Yeah, there could be I mean, multiple all those 163s, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Cleveland that you at 500, they're pretty much out of it, but when you have five teams all in the wild card mix for two spots, that's pretty exciting. The game of baseball. Who would you uh pick? Would you take your hometown squad, the the Red Sox? Uh, it's so if it, if 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 Chris Sale wasn't recently diagnosed, I would, you know, sure for the second, I think they have a decent shot. I still think they have a decent shot for the second. But I mean, how can you? Now that the Blue Jays are, you know, tied with the bunch, with Manoa and and Ray, they, to me the Blue Jays have got to be the team now, and that's not a team that you want to face in a in a series when you can put no. out Manoa, you can put out Ray. They, they they're they're dangerous in a short series, I think. Uh, athletics they're and Mariners, well. yeah, athletic and Mariners, and and usually, I mean, you know, it's it's what goes up comes down. I mean, the Yankees aren't going to continue losing. They're going to, you know, there's 20 games left. They're going to win. You know, probably more than half of them, and they're dangerous too. So I, it's gonna. I mean, and the Yankees also. Well, the other Yankees. Well, they're they're they're, they're they play two fewer games in Boston, and the the, the Blue Jays have played three fewer. So you know, we, we, if you go by percentages, Boston has the 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 in a, t- a tiny bit of a driver's seat because you know Yankees have to win both. Toronto has to win all three. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, but uh, you know what. Looking at the rosters and what's going on, you know, do you want the Red Sox roster with the best pitcher now out and Xander Bogart still out and this and that going on? Uh, you know, to me, just they're they may be they may be the clubhouse leader, but I think they'll be passed. Yeah, right now in that first wild card spot, but I I think I'm with you. I think they may be a, a long shot here to to escape with the spot. I. In terms of run differential among these five teams, Toronto blows every other team out oh, of the water. It's silly. Plus one forty-five. It's silly. Now, one thing about I mean, the Red Sox do have a, a fairly easy schedule coming up, especially that last week. I think they have Baltimore and Washington. So, if we're still close, you know, they may have a scheduling advantage. Of course, you still have to win the games that are in front of you, but um, it, it's uh, it's it, they they do have that advantage. It's a little different in the NL, right? I mean. The Dodgers and Giants, the Dodge, the Giants have now, you know, after the Dodgers were in first place overnight, the Giants are now three up. Uh, well, three up in the loss column. I kind of look at the loss column. Are now three up in the loss column. And, you know, the the the, the Dodgers and they've got the second, you know, the, one of those teams is the wild card. But they're, we've got 65 wins or losses for the Padres, and they're now in the driver's seat. Your Reds, 67, that's not over. The Cardinals are still hanging around. And the Phillies now down to 69 losses. Man, Ian Kennedy last night crushed me. I could I needed yeah, I needed, that was brutal, man. I needed it's an AL only league, but I still keep him over. Man, <laughs> I, uh, I I I needed that from Ian Kennedy last night and uh did not come through. But yeah. um James yeah, that's him in the main event. That yeah, that's coming down. Uh National League is gonna be fun too. Yeah, the Reds are on a brutal slide, but uh, at least they're still in it. So they're still only a game out of that second wild card. I, I do think, 
you know, Toronto with that run differential, they've got a better run differential than even the White Sox. So I think they're in. And I'm, I think I'm going to take maybe Oakland for the second one. I, I kind of think those those AL East teams are on the ropes a little bit. Yep, Before we get into two-star pitchers, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Todd Zola of Rotowire and Masters Ball. Todd, let's get into these two star pitchers for next week. Uh, sometimes I feel like this is, you know, it's kind of trivial what we're doing here because <laughs> uh, I feel like every time I bring up the two star pitcher grid, there are like five guys we graded last week. And I feel like Merrill Kelly is always hanging around here. You know, there's a lot of shuffling going on with rotations right now, so it makes sense. But these are just so tentative that, especially in September, it's hard to to really know what you're getting here with some of these fringe guys. But Merrill Kelly at the Dodgers at Houston, that's a zero, right? You're not starting him in any league. Um, I don't know. He's a good pitcher. Well, he's an, yeah, I think he's a good pitcher with a couple of really tough matchups. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a one, but uh, I mean I actually haven't ranked as a two now, but I may have him for too many innings. I'm gonna give him a one. I, I, do you trust the pitcher? Or do you trust the matchups? Uh, the matchups it's, it's are so, so scary. They are, and they're away. But that's I'm going. I'm gonna go with a one. Okay, I respect it. I, I don't think he's a zero. He's too to me. He's too good of a pitcher to be a zero. And it's not. I mean, he's not a Cy Young candidate, but um, he's he's showing enough talent that 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 I'm not gonna go zero with him. I bet this guy will be pretty popular among pickups this weekend, given the the matchups for his two-step. Tuki Toussaint versus Colorado at San Fran. Uh, San Francisco, by the way, they're kind of on the skids a little bit too. Um, at least they were for a while. And I guess I have in my head that Jake McGee's just been a disaster. But, 
Um, he has not been as bad as I think, but I'm actually sitting Jake McGee in, in that head to head league. Uh, Toussaint, though, versus Colorado at San Fran, I think maybe I'll give him a two because I don't yeah. really trust him, but I like the matchup so much. Well, the San Francisco one's tough, but no, I agree. I'm going to go two. Well, John Means versus the Yankees mm. at Boston he had that no no earlier this year, but lately it not has not good. been. All that great for him. Although, you know, he's only given up you know, six earned runs his last four, three starts. He's got a 2.95 ERA, 0.93 whip over his last 18 and third innings. So he's kind of kind of bouncing back here. Uh, let me see again. Versus the Yankees at Boston. Those are big games for those teams. But I'm going to give John Means, I think, a three. I'll go three as well. Yeah, I'll go three. Okay, that seems fair to me. Uh, now for your Red Sox, tentatively. Uh, by the way, I thought Bogarts was maybe going to be back today, but I guess that ship has sailed. Maybe this. No, week. no, I, I haven't actually checked. I've been uh, been focusing oh, on pitching is. today. Is he back? He's okay, back. okay, all right. That was just about twenty minutes ago. Uh, we had a note activated from the COVID IL prior to Friday's game, so that's that's pretty big for. So the Jose Iglesias era is over. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I love watching that guy play shortstop, though. I think he'll be around, uh, yeah. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Evaldi at Seattle versus Baltimore. Pretty darn nice two steps for those guys. Evaldi, frankly, I think is five. I don't see how I'd sit, sit him in any league. I don't actually I, have him. but I don't think, yeah, at this point, you know, yeah, no, I agree. At this point, I mean, there have been pitchers that have pitched better than him over time this year on the Red Sox staff, but he's been the most consistent guy. I got him top five this week. I didn't realize he had him that high. But that says a little bit towards who's got two starts. Yeah. But, yeah, no, ab- absolutely, Evaldi's a five. Eduardo? <laughs> Such a and tough guy to figure yeah. out. I mean, I want to give him a break because of the myocarditis and the COVID last year, but uh, it's just been pretty much a poor season from start to finish for this guy. Well, we can, I mean, we can, you know, in our head, you know, not get mad at the fact that he's not pitching as well. You know, we can't, we can't, you know, he, we still have to rank, you know, we can't be nice when the ranks, you know, he's a two or a three. Yeah. He should be a four or five. He's a two or a three for me because he's just not pitching as well. I think with the matchups, I'm going to go three, but a five one five year. I just thought, you know, even though he missed the year and he couldn't even like work out for like months and months, he couldn't even walk. Because of that myocarditis, um, you know, he's just in kind of an unfamiliar territory. But I, I just thought he'd eventually well, get it together. But I get, I think at this point he's got to be fatigued. Well, remember there were there was a lot for the longest time he was the most unluckiest pitcher in the league. Yeah, and that was the expected correction. Now, what you know, one of two things, you know, the, the correction can come, or the con- correction can be kind of back, not backfired, but mitigated by a drop in skills. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Although, I mean, he's got, what, three, three, three wins in there, four of his last six decisions or wins. He still hasn't been quite as sharp. He's mixed in a couple of stinkers. Well, that's the thing. He's gone really good, really bad, really good, really bad, really good, really bad. You know, he's mixed in a couple of stinkers against the Rays and against the Rangers, and then he's pitched really well against the Rays again. And, and you know, so he's just not consistent. Now, for the Chicago Cubs, Adrian Sampson, it looks like he'll be filling in with Keegan Thompson still out. Uh, surface numbers look really good for Sampson. 220 ERA, 116 whip, 
thirteen to three K to walk, but gave up two homers against the Reds last time out. And you look at the uh, twenty nineteen numbers, and granted, the ball right now doesn't seem quite as juicy, but twenty nine homers in one hundred twenty five in the third innings in twenty nineteen with Texas, and that was just fifteen starts, thirty five total appearances, but. Uh, the long ball really worries me with Adrian Sampson. So while the numbers look pretty good at Philly, at Milwaukee, I, I think I'm going to give him a zero. Yeah, I'm getting a zero. And you, you mentioned long ball. Those are not two parks. Those are two unforgiving parks, right? Yeah. For long <laughs> with ball. a couple of mashers on each, you know, mashers on each team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm uh, I, yeah, the if this was if this was his first two or three starts in April, we, you know, we'd be we'd be warning of impending correction. I thought Wade Miley was maybe tuning up the band for the great regression tour. Uh, but then he bounced back with one of his best outings of the year. So at Pitt versus the Dodgers, you don't love that second one. Um, but Miley just keeps keeps going. So 289 ERA, 12 and 5. I think I'll give him a four, just docking him a point for that that Dodgers matchup. Yeah, it's weird. Now, you know, as a as a Reds fan, you know, we, we we kind of, you know, when a game starts, we have a, you know, confidence. Do you, are you now, does your confidence in Wade Miley match his numbers? Or do you still no. kind of, you know, you're still kind of a little bit, eh, right? I mean, you know. It's, still it's, Wade it's, Miley in my head. like Yeah. Exactly. Not I mean, a joke, but also not. Right. I mean, yeah, the, the fan is like, you know, the, the, the analyst gave him a four. The fan considers him a two, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a three. Oh, three. Okay. Because I'm neither. No, I'm, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I'm, I am going to go three. I'm not sure why I have it in the middle, but because um, you know, I think he probably deserves a four, but I'm going to go three. I could see, uh, you know, I can I'd see start that second him. start going pretty well. I'm going to give him a four just because, I mean, he, you, you got to start him at this point. The whip's a little high, but you got to yeah. start him at this point. Okay. I got you down for a four. Now, Aaron Savali was a guy I was hoping would get to this week, but uh, I think they're starting like Logan Allen. Like, why? I <laughs> I get that you're not making the postseason, but Logan Allen's been brutal. So I was a little disappointed when I saw Logan Allen confirmed for Sunday, but I guess Savali next week will get his two. At Minnesota, at the Yankees, I really like Savali, but I think I have to give him a four for that second matchup. Well, you, I mean, four is pretty good, Clay. Yeah, four is really good. Yeah. I'm just saying. I thought you. I really like Savali, but I'm going to give him a two. I mean, a four is pretty good for someone who hasn't pitched for for months. No, I well, am. he came back and threw. I guess he only threw four well, and two right. thirds. But. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you with the four. But I just you kind of was expecting oh, yeah, to hear something else. It's like, oh, four. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, kind of played that up like I was maybe going lower, but I, I just uh, really like Savali and the Yankees. Who knows? We'll you know, if they'll be able to get it corrected by the time that, you know, a week from now. John Gray for the Colorado Rockies at Atlanta, at Washington, two road starts. <sighs> but I really, I mean, Atlanta on the road's tough. And uh, actually, that, no, I'll be at the, I'll be at the game before that. I'll be at the okay. Ryan Feltner game at Washington Ooh, against get it by Patrick shirt? Corbin. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe I'll buy a, a Corbin, a jersey or something. Uh, John Gray, though, I think I think I got to give him a two. That may be generous, though. I am a three, and, and I I think he's. I mean, he's. I, I get him a three. I think he's. Okay. Uh, I mean, Washington. Washington crushes lefties for whatever reason. They don't. They don't hit righties so well. 
even even having lost, you know, Josh Harrison and you know Starling Castro on suspension or whatever whatever it might be, whatever they're calling it at this point, they're still crushing lefties. Yeah, now this is good news for if you have Lucas Giolito on the roster. Uh, Tony La Russa said yesterday that he's hopeful that Giolito will be able to start Tuesday's series opener against the Angels. So he would line up for two against the Angels and at Texas. Um, you think maybe they limit him a little bit, but I also don't think they really you know, put much of a cap on him after a pretty minimal stint on the IL. So I'm going to give Giolito a five. Right. I'm going to give him a five and wouldn't, you know, the, the, the White Sox have the luxury of setting their rotation over the next couple of weeks to match up how they want it to be in the playoffs. So yeah, I wouldn't be this, to keep in mind. We're going to get two this week, but going down the road, you know, depending upon, you know, in that last week, maybe only goes three innings, you know, we'll have to talk about it. But um, yeah, I think, I think he's full bore ahead at least this week. Willie Peralta has been pitching pretty well, but only four innings, four innings. He did go six once and five, but uh, I mean, we're talking about a 32 year old who's been around the block a lot. And uh, let me look at these matchups again for Peralta versus Milwaukee at Tampa Bay. I can't really see it in any league, honestly, but I'll give him a complimentary one for how he's pitching this year. Yeah, if I was more confident he'd go five innings, I, I, I'd be with you. But I have him down as a zero now. I will have to check to see what I have for innings. And if I feel generous and give him five for each, he may sneak into the one range. All right. Well, I'm keeping tabs on these grades, and we will, of course, recap as we always do at the end of the episode. Jake Odorizzi at Texas versus Arizona. He was outspoken this week about not liking being you know, pulled after two times through the order. Uh, Jason Collett, our own Jason Collett, pointed out that you know, maybe his numbers the third time through should be a little better if he's going to gripe about that because his third time through numbers are pretty brutal. Um, but Jake Odorizzi has has made it known that he doesn't like that handling of him. I doubt that changes how Dusty make Dusty Baker uh, deploys oh, yeah. him. Dusty, yeah, yeah. Dusty's not going to be. Uh, remember what? Uh, remember what? Uh, what? 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 Lou Brown did to Corbin Burnson's contract in Major League. <laughs> that's what that's what Dusty will do to this. I have a written complaint. That's the that the Dusty. That's how Dusty will deal with it. So if you're looking at Odorizzi two times through at Texas, two times through versus Arizona, that's still good enough for I think a three for me. Yeah, it, it, very easy match. Well, air quote easy easy matchups. And the thing about it, I mean, I, before you mentioned what you, you know, I was going to say about Odorizzi, he's been pitching pretty well lately. He's been he's. And it's probably because he's being protected. So especially on a team that is headed to the playoffs, you don't want that out of a veteran, right? You don't, you don't want that mouthy. I don't think you want that out of a veteran. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's uh, a little surprised that he was so, I think he called it, you know, BS or whatever. Yeah. Pretty, pretty angry about it. Uh, No two-star pitchers for, KC and then Packy Naughton, he was on the list last week. Uh, that's a that's a zero. And I do kind of love that name. No, nah, fun fun name. You know, the White Sox and Oakland potentially a couple of tough matchups. No, nah, he's just he's just filler. And you know, last year they would have been using a bullpen game at least. At least the Angels this year getting a starter in there. But anyway. Well, before we move on with the rest of the two-star pitcher grades for next week, the week of September 13th, 
2021. We uh, take a quick word from our sponsors here. If you'll bear with me, if there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcasts. WinBet is bringing you all the latest action with the user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. Also, the summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. There's no better place to be than vivid seats to watch your team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game to see your favorite performer or that new show everyone is talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. And finally, the new NFL season is upon us, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. Yahoo is also excited to announce that its platform will now be shark-free. To celebrate the opening of Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football and being shark-free, Yahoo is giving, the users, uh, giving users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join Yahoo's Week 1 $1 million baller contest. The $1 million baller contest features $200,000 in guaranteed prizing overlay. 25% of the players entered will be paid out, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer. I got to say, I was watching the game last night, the opener in the NFL, and was rooting against Tom Brady. He's a great heel to root against. <laughs> and uh, I had CeeDee Lamb going, and I went three for three on CeeDee Lamb. So, yeah, it was a pretty good night for him. And the Cowboys were, were damn close to pulling it off. Uh, but let's get back to the two-star pitchers for next week. Clayton Kershaw going to be back on the mound for the big league team. He's been on the 60-day IL uh, with that form issue. His last start was July 3rd, so it'll be nice to see Kershaw back. Don't know what to expect really in terms of uh, pitch count. Do you? Have not. No, I have not. I have not. I don't know uh, whether he's been. Actually, I'm seeing uh, it now. Uh, our note says slated to be limited about four innings or 60 pitches in that first outing. Hmm, okay. Well, that's gonna to me that has to drop him to a four. Yeah, I think so too. I'd say I agree that he's still a four though, given versus Arizona at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um even if he's not 
fully built up for that second start, which I doubt he'll be. You know, if he's got 80 pitches in him against Cincinnati, I think he's got a good chance. They just can't hit lefties. I don't know what it is. I still have that narrative in my head. I don't know if the numbers fully back that up, but it seems like every time they face a lefty, they just get carved up. Uh, Sandy Alcantara uh, at Washington versus Pitt. Sandy with probably, well, probably the best start of his career, but uh, he's really been on a tear really since the start of August. He's got four double-digit K games since the start of August, a 0.96 whip in his last 55 innings. 68 to 10 K to walk. So Sandy's really kind of cemented himself in the five range. Yeah. He's trying to make me look bad. Cause I said, he was going to fall short of 200 innings. He's got a path. It's not, it's not a lock, but he, he certainly has a, a pathway to it that I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, when I, I said fall just short. So if you get that extra five innings, you make it, but um, yeah, no, he's been a, uh, and, and what's good to see about Alcantara is he was kind of like Nathan Eovaldi in that, Velocities, the great. Everybody wonders where the strikeouts are. Well, they're starting to get the strikeouts. Here they are. Yeah, Finally. and just yeah. just so I'm you sorry. know, um, so you can sleep well at night. Although maybe you're not going to sleep well. The Reds have the five, the fifth lowest woba versus lefties. So <laughs> you're not you're not just it's not yeah, just, just uh, you know bias or or whatever. They have the fifth lowest woba versus uh, left-handed pitching in uh, in Major League Baseball. Oh, it's been bad. And so, yeah, I would, uh, I would get your red, your lefties ready to trot out against that Reds team, because really, I mean, aside from Castellanos, they don't have any big right-handed boppers. In that yeah, league. and keep in mind, Woba is park corrected, or mm-hmm. not, not park corrected. It's, 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 it doesn't get park corrected. So, not only is it low, that incorporates hitting half the time in Great American Ballpark. So, point, you know, um, it's probably, they, you know, their, their RC plus is probably even lower just because it is corrected. They may have now, the fourth worst. Yeah, that's true. That's not good. Not good for the Reds. Um, I still, I'm not going to give up on them, obviously, but I no, you can't. do not think they're going to, to make it, but we'll see. Uh, now, Eric Lauer, I'm going to have to make a tough call on him. No two-star pitchers for Milwaukee. I have to make a call on him and head to head, but at Detroit, I'll probably keep him around. But um, I could maybe cycle in a, another two star pitcher to maximize my points against Ariel next week. But Lauer just had a great outing, so maybe I'll. Yep, stick and he's around. going lengthwise. He's giving him length. Yeah, and at Detroit, it's pretty nice. Yep. For Minnesota, John Gantz at New York at Toronto. I mentioned you don't want to run into Toronto, especially on the road. So Gantz going to be a zero. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was pitching over his head with right. uh, St. Louis, St. Louis this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, Rich Hill's been pretty good. No wins to really show for lately, but after a pretty brutal stretch initially after upon arrival to Queens, he's been quite a bit better. So versus St. Louis versus Philly, I kind of like this. I think I'm going to go a three, but I could see a four. I have him in the four range. Uh, you know, He was a thought to be affected by the spin, because the spin was way down, you know that's maybe one of the reasons why Tampa got rid of him. Did you see the um, the that the pitch he threw the other night, the curvy flip the other night? Yeah, no, I don't remember the pitcher list, or yeah, I don't know if it was uh, you know Nick Nick Pollock or or or, or pitcher uh, or pitching. I don't remember who had it, but um, it, I I tweeted it to me. It looked like wiffle ball. You know, <laughs> it, it, the way he, it just looked like a, it had to be a wiffle ball. Now. 
as I think as most people know, if you're listening to a podcast on September, you know, 10th, uh, a baseball podcast, you probably understand that sometimes we're thrown off by the the view where the camera is on the some of this movement. And True, yeah. it's 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 best to watch how far the catcher moves his glove to get a better idea of the movement of the pitch. Um, and we're talking about Nick Pollock, pitcher list, there was a pitch at Sandy Alcantara the other night that, you know, Nick just, he, he, he I don't call it, it wasn't a, uh, 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 selfie, but, you know, a video of himself just laughing at that pitch. <laughs> but if you watch the catcher's mitt, I mean, he moves it, but it's not a bunch. So I think, and this is nothing against Nick, Nick, we love you. It's just more like he's listening, but it's, it's more about, um, you know, I don't know that the pitch moved as much as we thought it did based upon the happen, the, the camera angle, et cetera. The catcher did move the mitt, but he, not nearly as much as the ball seemed to move. But anyway, that was Alcantara, and uh, it was kind of a sick pitch. But um, mm. just keep that in mind when you're watching, you know, with all these videos, the, you know, watch how much the catcher moves his mitt and or body because uh, some of these camera angles are wonky. Yeah, that is a good thing to note. Now, Garrett Cole only made it three and two-thirds innings in his last start, and he had that hamstring. But uh, Lindsey Adler of The Athletic noted yesterday that Cole is expected to make his next start early next week. So he would line up versus Minnesota, versus Cleveland, an obvious five, but we'll just have to keep an eye on his health there. Yeah, what about Nestor Cortez? Yeah, yeah, Cole's number one right now. So on my on my overall list, we'll see how – well, it plays out. Nestor Cortez is pitching very, very well. <laughs> um, I've got him in the three range. I don't know if he's going up to a four, but he's he's pitching very, very well. Yeah, quality start yesterday, I believe. And, yeah, five and two-thirds innings, one run, five and a third, three runs, seven innings, two runs. He's been on a brilliant run. He might run. be a four. At Baltimore's tough. Because uh, they still, you know, we, we talk, they, they still can hit lefties pretty well. They mm-hmm. should have that same listing up because I just looked up for your Reds to see where the Orioles are. Yeah, the Orioles are 13th. So they're mid-pack, mid-pack mm-hmm. against lefties. So that yeah, can, I can see a four. I can see a four. All right, I got a three, but I'm going to give you a four here. Yeah, a little aggressive, oh, but we'll go for it. Yeah, the Yankees certainly can't blame Nestor Cortez for their recent struggles. Uh, yep. Frankie Montas at KC, at LAA. Frankie Montas has been great lately, and I think he's probably a five. I, mean, I need him I to be was, a five. I got to take the L on him because I wasn't on him at all coming into the year. Yeah, no, I have him in a keeper league, and I, uh, I, I, I need him, and I need his partner to, who we'll talk about, to come through. Um, I have him in the, you know, he's to me, he's a five. Now, what about Kyle Gibson? He couldn't make it through five his last time out, but before that he'd completed at least five and a third and four straight. Uh, Kyle Gibson will be versus the Cubs at the Mets. So it's a nice pair. Yeah. I guess I got to give him a, I guess I got to give him a three. I'm going to give my initial four. thing was two, but okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, uh, there's regression. This, that, the other thing. I'm going to go four. These are, these matchups are just too good. Mitch Keller, he was among those zero dollar ads in the stake league, and he's just been so bad. But uh, any reason to circle back on on uh, Mitch Keller? No. Did I call? Did I call him Merrill <laughs> Kelly? No, no. Uh, Mitch, I mean, I do have him as a one. 
just because you know you mentioned the Reds are terrible. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it's home. Yeah, it's are. a good place to pitch, and then at Miami. So if one is desperate for you know for for wins or strikeouts, it's not the worst setup in the world. So I am going to go with a one. You Darvish at San Fran at St. Louis. He's kind of been up and down, but that's a, that's an obvious five. I mean. That's an obvious one. Yeah, well, yes, it is. It's tough. A couple of good places to pitch, and so is his home park. But you don't get that warm and fuzzy that we thought we'd get with Darvish, but he's still a five. He's my ace in tout head-to-head, and I guess it lines up pretty well that in a make-or-break week, I got him on on two. That's good for me, at least. Uh, Logan Gilbert versus Boston at KC. He's been pretty rough lately. I think I did start him. And stake just because I I was down McClanahan somebody else but or maybe I kept him on the bench he's been pretty brutal lately so um, ugh, I guess I go because that second one Casey uh, a two I still have long term expectations for Logan Gilbert but right now he's in that two range for me yeah it looked like he you know he may be hitting that 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 wall I thought he had a, I thought he had a bounce back effort um, he did but then against Houston. Then the rematch against Houston, Houston kind of got him. I mean, didn't crush him, but they got him. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the two. Although I mean, wouldn't shock me if he pitches in the three range, but I'm gonna go with the two. I did not start. Um, I did not start Logan Gilbert. I started Paulo Espino. Uh, now for San Francisco, Scott Casimir, Anthony DiSclefani. I love Disco. Versus San Diego at versus Atlanta, I think I'm going to give Disco only a four, but a uh, pretty good pair of home starts for him. And Casimir, probably a zero. Any thoughts there, Todd? Um, yeah, the, the, the sirens are getting me again, so I'm, I'm back off of mute. I got Disco at number 20, which is in you know, the borderline of four and five. I'm going to go five. Um, I haven't. I didn't look up. I mean, are we sure is is Casimir? We're not sure what's going to happen, or is he definitely going to pitch? I thought, not, I thought he was like DFA'd, but I guess he was. He cleared waivers and he and he and he went reassigned. But he's a zero. I mean, Maria Iguardado of MLB recorded uh, on September eighth that he's likely to serve as a starter or primary pitcher Sunday. So okay, okay. That would not line him up for two. So is Cueto not coming? Uh, not, yeah, we have him down. At least the sheet that I have, and for only one, but things change. Um, yeah. Is it Cueto not coming back? Who? What? Who's? Uh, well, that's weird because the note says Sunday, but then he's plugged in for Monday. So I'll have to just look at this. Um, yeah. I'm going to leave Scott Kazmer off because he'd be a zero anyway. But um, just kind of uncertain right now with the Giants for Monday. Curious um, why we have Webb on Sunday. What, what? Nothing wrong with Webb, I hope, because you know, just going to mention he's been just crushing it. Yeah, he's been he's plugged in as confirmed in our grid too. So maybe they just uh, maybe Casimir will come up and join the bullpen. Maybe he'll start Monday, but uh, definitely up in the air again. No real reason to even grade him, just given that right. it would be a consideration anyway. So I'll delete him from the sheet. Okay. Uh, Wainwright, Adam Wainwright at the Mets Wait. versus San Diego. I guess I have to just give Adam Wainwright a five at this point. Yeah, kind of wrong about him not hitting two hundred. I figured he'd fall just short of two hundred. It looks like um, looks like he's going to get there. It's just incredible. For what it's worth, MLB.com has got the Giants as TBD on Sunday. 
So that's uh, going to check what they have on Monday. So sort of just, you know, kind of a general rule of thumb. Uh, the Giants, I'm sorry, the Giants, MLB will only note the starter if the manager notarizes it in blood. They are yeah, very, I, you know, they are very slow. I mean, they, I mean they, usually we only confirm in our grid if it's confirmed on MLB, but maybe somebody right. saw a tweet. Um, or, or, may, or, or it could have been changed. It could have been, it could have yeah. been changed. I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but uh, for instance, you know, ESPN um, is very slow to, uh, to, 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 to catch changes. Uh, it's kind of frustrating because I, I pull some work from there. Uh, MLB is a little slow to, well, not that not slow, but you know, if it's an obvious one, they won't put it in until the, the manager announced it. Our group at Rotowire has been uh, pre- pre- prescient. I mean, it's been silly how yeah, often they've been, they've been they stellar. just, they just nail it, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's I'm to the point where, almost. yeah, to the point where I, I'm not afraid to just, you know, over, over, you know, if MLB has TBD and I need to do tomorrow's slate, I'm not afraid to just go about what our guys say. But anyway, but the, yeah, the frustrating part is ESPN will often have it wrong. I hate to say it. I'm a company man for a couple of different companies, but they have it wrong a lot. Well, yeah, Adam Wolf and the team do a great job with, you know, best guesses. And I, I figured there must have been a tweet, and indeed I've found one. Oh, there uh, we go. There was definitely a reason why. What Logan Webb is in for Sunday, and that's because Susan Slusser just an hour ago tweeted, huh, Giants TV broadcaster saying Logan Webb will start Sunday. Kapler said before the game he'd let us know plans for Webb after the game. Um, but it looks like, yeah, according to Susan Slusser and the Giants TV broadcasters, it will be Logan Webb on Sunday. So we'll just have to see. Um, now, for Tampa Bay, Drew Rasmussen's been pitching pretty well, and yeah. I have him in, in that head-to-head, but I think uh, given that this first one's at Toronto, <laughs> maybe I'll have to uh, swap him out for somebody else. But then he's versus Detroit, so that's kind of tough. Maybe I'll give Drew Rasmussen a two. Um, maybe I'm disrespecting him a little bit, but I saw on Derek Hardy's The Bat X that he he doesn't think much of Drew Rasmussen, so I'm expecting some regression coming pretty soon. Right, but you know, the different pitcher with Tampa. The, uh, you know, I understand all that. He's given, he's given like, now the different, you know, he's not a young chicken or, you know, spring chicken, whatever the expression is. So can we talk about before um, with the Spino, I think. So, uh, but he isn't, he's not giving like, he's not just an opener, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you with just with, with the two Toronto's just so scary. Yeah, they really are. Now, AJ Alexa, we talked about a little bit at the top of the show, two and oh, the spotless ERA, but versus Houston versus the White Sox. That's pretty scary. So I think I'm gonna only give Alexi like a two, even though he's been so good. I versus yeah. Houston versus the White Sox. I guess in, him, in at home I'll give him a three. At home I'll give yeah, him that's a three. why I have him at th- I have him at fifty nine. I'm gonna give him a three. All right, now the final two teams here. Alec Manoa, you know he's my SP two in in uh, Taos. So I, I'm getting pretty lucky here in this make or break week having my two best pitchers in Darvish and Manoa on two. Versus Tampa Bay versus Minnesota, I think that's a five. That's a five, and I kind of I mentioned Montas's partner. You, everybody's thinking, what, what, what? Who's he talking about? Partner? Well, Manoa and Montas are my keys in this keeper league I was talking about. So that's why I said I need my other, I need his partner to come through in my head. Um, so yeah, now um, I would like to say with my luck, they neither one will, but I'm actually having some decent luck in this league. So maybe they'll both come through. But he's a five. 
Now, I was wondering why I was so confused about Paolo Espino's next start, because on CBS, it does say that he has a pit this weekend, but I don't think that's... Well, the, the Nationals haven't confirmed any of their starters for this weekend beyond tonight's starter, Josh Rogers. So could be this weekend, could be next week against Miami. Uh, but Paulo Espino, given those Ks, I do. If he does make two next week, I think that's a three, given it's versus Miami versus Colorado. Yeah, no, I he's one of those, yeah, under the radar guys that can help you out down the stretch. I, um, I agree. Yeah, that would... Uh, Honestly, be almost a little bit of a bummer if he, and at least in normal Monday through Sunday leagues, because that if he starts this weekend, because that next that tentative two step looks pretty darn good. Now, this year, is there someone hurt, or are they just not? It's hard to tell why uh, why teams aren't you know. Well, Josh eating. Rogers was just brought up recently and started like a double header game. I'm a little surprised he's yeah. still starting, but. Yeah, it may just be that they want to give you know some of their young kids like, like yeah. Gray and a little bit more of a rest. Who knows? Yeah, I imagine that's probably it. Well, let's recap our grades for the week of September thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Merrill Kelly, I have a zero. Todd one. Tuki Toussaint two. John Means three. Nate Ivaldi five. Eduardo Rodriguez three. Adrian Sampson zero. Wade Miley four. Aaron Savali four. John Gray, I have a two, but Todd says three. Lucas Giolito, five. Willie Peralta, I have a one. Todd, zero. Jake Odorizzi, three. Packy Naughton, zero. Clayton Kershaw, four. Sandy Alcantara, five. John Gant, zero. Rich Hill, I say three. Todd, four. Garrett Cole, five. Nestor Cortez, I say three. Todd, four. Frankie Montas, five. Kyle Gibson, I say three. Todd, four. Mitch Keller, I say zero. Todd, one. You Darvish, five. Logan Gilbert, two. Anthony DeSclafani, I say four. Todd, five. Adam Wainwright, five. Drew Rasmussen, two. AJ Alexi, three. Alec Manoa, five. Paulo Espino, three. Great stuff, Todd. Thanks for being, uh, for bearing with me all season long. We still have a couple shows, uh, but I know. Well, I'll be off this week, then I think you'll be off the following week. So I think the last show you and I will be doing together during the regular season anyway. Maybe. Will be the uh, finale on October 1st. So, yeah, thanks for uh, bearing with me and doing the heavy lifting on the show. Anything else you want to mention before we sign off? I just saw that uh, that Seth Beer was called up by Arizona, which yeah, well, doesn't mean much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it doesn't mean a whole lot. There's a... I think there's 14 people that play in the XFL that are now smiling because a few years back, our uh, our late friend Steve Moyer was keeping the number one pick in the minor league or the supplemental draft. You would have thought it was you would have thought it was the same as the uh, launch codes. He was keeping it so quiet, and it was Seth Beer. So uh, we now have a Seth Beer award in the league for the most obscure pick. Uh, but uh, I always have to think of Steve whenever I see whenever I see Seth Beer. So uh, hope you're doing well wherever you are, my friend, Mr. Moyer. Yeah, he was. I only had the pleasure of meeting him a, a time or two, but he was super nice to me. And I was just, you know, a kid kind of out of place with all the, the, the big shots in the fantasy world. But he couldn't have been nicer to me. I remember he turned over. One of the like the reserve rounds of the labor draft one year to me, and I was I was honored uh, he, to draft for him. 
you you're talking about you know heel face wrestling wrestling um uh you know designations he he start when he first started going at first pitch he was kind of like a heel in that you know he the old curmudgeon he wasn't even that old don't bother Steve when he's at games he likes to sit in the front you know right up to the stands and you can't bother him and it, it kind of he was like at some point he was like you know why why don't people talk to me and he's like someone said well you've got this reputation so he did a I, I think it was Regis Philbin he did a a host not hosted but ran a, a panel dressed up and acting like Regis Philbin and that was his face turn <laughs> that that was that was Steve face. Moyer's face turn was uh, imitating Regis Philbin in one of these panels. <laughs> And it was ever since you know then he was just you know one of the guys you know he was always one of the guys but this one I mean this I'm talking this is twenty years ago I mean this yeah. is when we first started so but anyway so um, I gotta I gotta plan my baby face turn at first pitch this year there we go I am going I was on the fence a little bit but I nice. decided I am going to be going to first pitch so I hope to All see right. you there Todd I hope to see a lot of you listeners there if you can make it yep great stuff Todd thanks again thank you all for listening we'll be back with you. At least Todd will be back with you next week on the <laughs> Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet.